Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, August 21st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today, star columnists Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger discuss the Chiefs' announcement on Thursday to prohibit headdresses and Native American-style face painting at home games this season. As you might expect, the decision received plenty of attention and generated much reaction, especially on social media. Vahe, Sam, and I talk about the timing of the announcement and what it means for the Chiefs going forward. So, here we go. All right, Sam, Vahe, great to see you guys. And, um, you know, I, I think I looked this up. It was July 8th when we talked about the Chiefs and imagery and what might happen. And that was in light of uh, discussions that were going on in Washington and Cleveland about nicknames there, right, the Redskins and the, and the Indians. And it wasn't long after that 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 Washington made its move. I don't think Cleveland certainly hasn't done anything with the Indians' nickname, still in discussion, I guess. But we talked about it and what, what might happen in Kansas City, and turns out something has happened in Kansas City. And we learned yesterday, on Thursday, that headdresses and certain kinds of face painting, Native American imagery face painting, will be outlawed from Arrowhead Stadium this year. So I guess my first question would be, what's, what's our reaction to this? And, um, and do we anticipate more changes down the pike for, for, uh, for the Chiefs? Hey, Vahe, let's, let's start with you. Because let me, let me just say this too. All three of us have written a lot about this topic. And, uh, and I think we're pretty much on the same page when it comes to this. And I'll, I'll just speak for the group, if I may, and say uh, we think the Chiefs are moving in the right direction here. Yeah, Blair, and, and look, I'd say that, um, but but I'd say it a little tentatively. I, I think it it opens up a door a little bit more, it, and it, it, it does one thing in particular that's kind of interesting. Um, our friend Rhonda Lavaldo over at Haskell, sort of pointed this out um, both on Twitter and in an interview she did with Sam McDowell that by doing this, the Chiefs are acknowledging appropriation that these images are are that. And to her, that acknowledgement does not go far enough. It's saying you're, you're moving down this rabbit hole, but you haven't gone, you haven't really gone to the, you know, the more substantial issues. And I get that we're we have many people we know that are on a lot of different aspects of the, the spectrum of this, the way of looking at this. But so I, th- I just thought that's a very thought provoking way she's put it. But she is someone that believes the chief's name needs to be uh, eradicated, uh, for lack of a better term. And um, I think we're all still trying to come to terms with how we look at that. I don't want to put words in, you, in your mouths, but I, I think I still feel my comfort zone is this question about. How much can the Chiefs uncouple themselves from the imagery that that sort of, you know, takes advantage of their name in a in a uncomfortable way? Um, anyway, that's just my little first burst. That makes sense. What do you think, Sam? Yeah. So um, I look at this as not news. Actually, what what they did this week, like um, the headdresses and the face paint, you know, that was always going to be gone. You know, we talked to, um, you know, Mark Donovan, what, a month, month and a half ago. Um, and he was really 
you know, generous with his time and, and, and walk me through, you know, their thought process and, and everything. And it just, he did every, I felt like he did everything in that moment except say headdresses are gone. Like, I, I feel like this was always going to be where they landed on that. And, and that's kind of the easy decision in a lot of ways. There's not, there's not a lot of people like save the headdresses. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not a thing that people are really defending. And, and, and it's kind of been going away sort of quietly the last few years the chiefs have discouraged uh, you know headdresses uh for more than a couple of years i mean two three four five years i think and uh so so now the the sort of the debate the fight is going to be over the chop and and that is a whole different thing because there are a lot of people that are gonna you know sort of stand up for the chop and 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 you know endorse it or you know want it to stay and that's going to be the new fight because you know all these native american groups and I, I give the chiefs you know some credit they, they have handled this situation i mean exponentially a million times better than the the washington football team ever did and that was part of the that's part of why that ended in disaster over there and then the chiefs have sort of they've done their homework they've been you know sort of genuine in their um, at least openness to, to talk about these things with certain Native American groups. Notably, you know, the fair criticism of that is, um, you know, they, they have not brought into their circle anybody who wants the name change. You know, that's they're they're not going that far. At least opening the, even opening the door for that. But the next the next debate is going to be about the chop, and that's how this is always going to go. And I I kind of felt like the way they announced this headdress is gone. We're in what they say thorough discussions, um, something like that about the about the chop. Kind of feels like a trial balloon to me um, to see what Chiefs fans feel about that and how they'll react to that. You know, it, it strikes me. Just a, one more quick aside: uh, it, if this were a game of chess, they they basically just put a couple pawns out, led with some pawns, and sort of say like, "Okay, we know we're comfortable feeling the ground out this far," uh-huh. but certainly a, a recognition that that the real defining aspects of this are in front of them still. Well, if the, if the Chiefs were a chess master, they would know who's going to win the match here. And, the, <laughs> and maybe, <laughs> maybe they already do. Maybe they, maybe they see the board uh, 10 moves later and know that uh, checkmate is, is coming for, for this, whatever that, whatever that would be. Um, but it, it's also just real quick, like it's, it maybe Blair, I'm, I'm jumping ahead in what you're going to ask about, but the, the one of the complications about the chop, there's a lot of them. One, this particular election year, you know, this has the potential to sort of become a big national, like, sort of, you know, hot topic. And the other one is, let's let's say that the Chiefs announce today or tomorrow, whatever, that the chop is gone. I don't know how that's enforced. You know what I mean? Like, I, we all know that the chop will still happen. Fans will still do it. Now, will that die out over time? As the songs not played and those kinds of things, I don't know, but it's it's uh, it's a lot easier to ban headdresses. I guess is the point. That's a tangible thing that you can say. Nope, can't go in. You got to take that off. But once you're in the stadium, I don't know how you can keep fans from doing that if they want to. And we know that, that, that a certain number of fans, I think a large segment of fans, are going to want to do it. Well, if I may chime in there too, I mean, I think. That's true for sure, Sam, but I also think the Chiefs can take measures to say we don't condone it. You know, they, they can do things to avoid, you know, starting it up. And at least then they're kind of on record as saying saying that, you know, we, we're we're not part of this. Now, how much that matters in the long run is, is another question. Then you just kind of get to the next uh, frontier of, of where the battle is. But 
I think that's that's a tangible thing they can do. Disown it, basically. Yeah, yeah, they, they can they can kind of wash their hands of it, but I think it and. I don't know how long it would last, and the fact that there's only 16,000 people in the stadium, um, at least in the beginning, that complicates things further. But it's still, at least in the beginning, it's still going to happen in their stadium. And I just don't know. You know, maybe say if we're not going to play the song and we don't condone this or whatever, maybe they, they feel like that's enough. But it's just, it's it's a different, you know, even the logistics, even like when you get into the weeds about it, it's just it's a different deal than it is with the headdresses. It is. Hey, we're in a hand washing mode these days, anyway, right? Uh, so maybe you, right. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so a couple things, uh, Sam. To your earlier point about the Chiefs have been moving toward this, at least the headdress and the, and the face painting for a while. I'd say they've been moving toward it for years, um, uh-huh. just by asking television not to show the the head fans with headdresses, and, and and we've seen that occur over the last several years. You just don't see. Fans, games on Fox or see or whatever network you don't see the network show uh, fans that wear the headdresses, um, and not just that, but the video board in stadium during games. Absolutely, do that either. That, right, yeah. right. You know, as as for the chop, uh, we talked about this uh, six or whatever it was weeks ago on on this podcast that uh, the Chiefs stopped playing the music once upon a time and. Got such a, you know, a bad feedback from fans that, that that didn't last long, right? The 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 oh that came back, and uh, and the and the Chiefs contribute to that, right? By by playing the music. So that to Vahe's point, yes, the Chiefs can certainly play a role in discouraging the chop. Now, I I went on to our Facebook page to Sam McDowell's story, the news story about. The um, uh, the headdress and the and the face painting just to see what the reaction was. I, you know, social media is not always the best place to look for reaction, but at least there was a reaction there. I wanted to see what some fans were saying, and w- where you can click an icon on like, love, or anger, whatever face that you decide to click on. I can't, there were when I looked at it this morning, there were still like 850 uh, of those type responses. And I would say three quarters of them were positive. You know, either a, you know for the news of the the, the, the um, face painting and the headdresses being eliminated. So three quarters of them either liked or loved it, and a quarter of them with the angry face. But when you got to the comments, and there were a ton of comments, a lot of the comments centered on the chop, not about the headdress or the face painting, but about the chop, and that seems to be. Kind of near and dear to you know the, the the Chiefs fans' hearts, and they're the ones that are saying, you know, just try to stop us from doing the chop. You know, just you, you you can't do it. I think one thing that can happen is if if fans feel strongly against the chop, they can boo the chop, right? They can have a reaction to the chop in the stadium. Now, I can't remember this ever happening in any kind of sporting event where fans, you know, kind of police themselves and turned on each other a little bit, but I, I, I suppose that that could be a possibility, especially after reading some of the comments about, you know, do away with all of it, do away with all the imagery and the, um, you know, the, 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 the chance, just do away with all of it. And I don't know, maybe I, I did read some fans who said they don't participate in it because they find it offensive. Would they take that to the next step and just, you know, condemn it vocally? 
You know, Blair, you bring up a really interesting point, right? Because it, it, both you guys have, obviously, but the idea of this, at some point, who's, who's to regulate this but the people themselves, in a way, right? I mean, telling you you can't come in and do a physical gesture uh, mandated by the state, for lack of a better term, however you want to put it, that, that's a little, I don't know, it's a little complicated to me. But social pressure does tend to have an impact on things over time. And I'll say this, there are, in, in my feedback I've gotten on this topic, there certainly are vehement, angry people about, you know, not wanting to mess with, not wanting anybody to mess with this tradition. But I've actually heard from way more people than I thought I would that, that feel like they've had a little awakening on this and not only don't want to participate in it, but, but won't condone it and will condemn it. Now, how that works in real time inside a stadium uh, is, you know, the $64,000 question. But I, but I do think there's an interesting question to be asked about how much this should just come down to um, people settling this, uh, not settling it themselves. That sounds funny, right? Like put up your dukes, but, but people's ability to work with each other on, on social pressure. Well, I think that's a, he said, it sounds strong. Put up your dukes. I, look, guys, like there've been fights at many of chiefs. <laughs> Why do I want to advocate that? Yeah, if, if we're going to have a stadium full of, of football fans, of Chiefs fans, and take away something like that, and if it gets that, I mean, that is not, not only is that not out of the realm of possibility, that is well within the realm of, I would think, probability that, that there could be some stuff. And I, I don't know how you deal with that. Um, you know, the one thing that I can see if the Chiefs, you know, after their thorough discussion or whatever, they feel like they feel strongly about this, that the chop needs to go the way of the, of the war bonnets of the headdresses. Um, your quarterback is pretty popular. Put him on the video board, you know, reading a statement about, you know, this is why we're doing this and this is not who Chiefs fans are or whatever. Um, that, that's the only thing that I can think of that to me would, you know, sort of actively dissuade from the Chiefs, from the franchise point of view to do that. Now, I don't know if they feel that strongly about it. I don't know if, if you know, you can't make Patrick Mahomes say something. I don't, I don't know how he feels about it. You know, there's a lot of complications there as well. But it's just the enforceability of this is just a, an interesting topic to me as well. You know, it's an interesting question about Patrick, too, because obviously he did the Black Lives Matter video. Um, I I thought about this. I think we might have even sort of asked uh, ourselves about this a little bit. Um, the wording that he had the other day in one of the uh, – uh, interviews we did with him on Zoom, it seemed like he used the term the Washingtons when he was talking about the football team. And it this is only conjecture, but it seemed like he was kind of screeching on the brakes when he was going to say, you know, the, the old name or something. like. He was very cognizant one way or another of just saying Washington. And so when you think about those sorts of things, it, it, it suggests that he's cognizant of of all these issues, right? And it would be very interesting to have a serious discussion with him about how he how he sees this element. And uh, he he probably is the sort of voice that people would would listen to on some level. But it, there would be a certain kind of backlash at that, wouldn't there? Sure, there would be. Sure. Well, along those lines, um, 
you know, as this as this story and, and this process evolves, I find the Chiefs are in probably have never been in more of a position of leverage for something like this than they are right now. Coming off a Super Bowl victory, uh, the, the most you know, the vibes for this team are as you know just as positive as they've ever been, and the fact that they're going to limit capacity at Arrowhead Stadium to twenty two percent, and they could have they, they could have just said no, no, no fans. Some NFL teams are doing that, but they're letting in twenty two percent, which is somewhere you know bordering on seventeen k. Uh, attendance for home games. It just seems like the time is right to make a move or uh, moves like this for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, there's never been, um, I shouldn't say never, but I, I don't know when the last time there, there's been this sort of movement, this sort of sort of national push. It's a decision. If, if they decided to say no to the chop, I think that decision would be, I think this is fair, um, criticized. It would be unpopular locally with their a lot of their most passionate fans and I think it would be popular nationally um, you know just because it would follow sort of the, the more broad trend it's just it's wild I mean look, look like um, of all the things that have changed in 2020 this would be pretty far down the list right but um, the, the, one of the sort of indelible you know uh, kind of visual and, and audible takeaways of the Super Bowl was a whole mess of Chiefs fans there. They got their hands on tickets. A whole mess of Chiefs fans all, all around that stadium, filling it with the tomahawk chop. You know, and then it was before the game. It was during the game. Um, it, it was all throughout. And it's just, it's wild to me to think that, what are we, six months, seven months out of that Super Bowl, that that would all, already be like an outdated image. You know, it's, just, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about. Okay, hey, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Okay, back with Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gregorian. Um, let me run this other idea by you. Um, so in, in the statement that the Chiefs issued uh, yesterday, um, I, I thought it was actually a well-crafted statement uh, explaining the Chiefs' position, what they're, what they're trying to do, what they hope to do. And I thought there were a couple things that I wanted to ask you guys about. One was they've actually been in conversations with local – Native American um, leaders since 2014, and uh, and then in the last couple years they've expanded that outreach to national uh, n- national Native American leaders, which I thought was significant and important. They weren't just listening to people d- here in town, but just trying to f- discover and learn t- how you know how this affects people, Native Americans throughout the nation. And, and I thought that was significant. And the other point is, uh, 
You know, for the last few years, the Chiefs and other NFL teams have celebrated um, Native American Heritage Month. It's usually a home game in November. And it's during that game where the, the war drum is blessed and there, there's uh, the, the I, I forgot the name of it exactly, but the, the, the four directions, maybe the bless the four directions and then Native Americans sing the national anthem. I apologize for not getting that right. But I got to tell you, if it weren't for the Chiefs Native American nick- nickname, I don't know if I would have known this stuff. You know, the, the, they at least have brought some education to this topic to people that probably have never been exposed to uh, Native. And, and I think that's if there's a counter argument to be made or a counterpoint to be made, it's um, the, the, by trying to do it right in an educational way. Um, that, that as long as they're going to keep the nickname the Chiefs, I think that has to continue or should continue. I, I totally agree. Like that, that is a strong, that is a real thing, and and we've heard that from you know John Learned and, and some others, and it's it's a, it can be a really compelling point because if if you take this to the extreme, and the Chiefs won't say this, like at least not publicly. But if you take this to the extreme and just say, okay, we're going to wipe out Chiefs. It's, now it's going to be the Kansas City Kings or the Kansas City whatever. Uh, now an NFL team, a very popular NFL team with a huge platform, has no motivation, no reason whatsoever to do any of that educational stuff. None of, none of the pregame blessings that's done in front of you know thousands and thousands of fans. They don't have any reason to do uh, you know art shows or, or you know more education things like during the week leading up to. I mean, it's just it's gone, and and that's you know if you eliminate that, what comes in its place? Because something is, and it's not going to be what you're talking about. It's not going to be those education pieces. I, I, that is a real thing that is to me at least a, a compelling argument. Well, I think you, you guys hit on part of the complexity of the issue here, too, right? I mean, Native Americans can't be considered a monolith, right? I mean, there, there, there are varying views, varying beliefs, varying tribes, obviously. And, and uh, just like that, uh, a lot of different interpretations of, of what that is to have that done. I, I think there are absolutely some who feel um, it's an appropriate honor. But we've certainly heard from some who, who don't feel that way. And one of the terms that uh, Bob proved from here in Kansas City, I, I spoke with a few weeks ago for this, the exact term eludes me, but he, he, he made the point that you better know how those being honored feel about the way you're honoring them. And I, that, that has stuck with me a little bit. And again, though, we, we've certainly heard from uh, voices that, that – very much appreciate that, but also we've certainly heard from just as thoughtful and, and equally powerful voices that, that feel that it's a, a misuse of and even abuse of uh, the, the heritage. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know how you police, not police, but I don't know where you find where that line is drawn because, you know, we tend to, uh, I do this, you know. Native Americans, like that's that's how it's listed. But that, you know, there's a that's a wide range of people. You know, just like white people or black, whatever. Um, you've got different tribes. You've got different um, geography. You've got different ways that those people identify with. You know, Native American heritage, and you know these broad strokes about like all Native Americans. Sometimes I feel like we can get into this rut where it's like all Native Americans are offended by 
everything, you know, Chiefs has to go all this up. Or there's people that say, like, no, I know one Native American, and he doesn't care, and he's a Chiefs fan or whatever. And we can, you know, we can sort of lose touch that that there's disagreement. And it's it's just not a broad stroke. And the only thing I know for sure, whatever the Chiefs do with the chop, um, they're going to be criticized for it. <laughs> you know, there, there's going to be people angry with this decision either way. Yeah. Well, Sam, I was just going to—I I referred back to this a couple times because I was so struck by it the way you wrote it the other day. But about remembering to try to put the extreme voices on on all sides in, in a little bit of a you know context or compartment. But the, the flip side of that right now is in this, I find myself thinking about well, to what degree are the, are the most extreme voices ones that have to be heard too, right? Because they represent something. But I do think in the most useful dialogue, uh, you know, ways of coming to rational solutions, you, you have to get to a, a place where it's actually an intellectual aspect to it that's, you know, takes out some of the emotion. And we're having a hard time getting to that, I think, because I think it is so filled with emotion. Yeah, well, to your point, Sam, um, a lot of the, not a lot, but there are a handful of comments on our Facebook page that uh, people identify as Native Americans who say they don't, you know, they're, they're fine with all of it. Um, nickname, sure. chop, all of the imagery. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, you're absolutely going to find people like that. And before I forget, uh, what I was referring to earlier, the blessing of the drum and the four directions, which happens at the, at the game. And the Chiefs did say, uh, or made a point to, to mention in the statement that there'll be more um, opportunities for education, cultural education for for Native American, which which I think is interesting. So, okay, hey, um, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, I appreciate you guys spending some time and talking about this, Sam. I know you're going to write about it for Sunday's print edition to the Kansas City Star. I'm looking forward to reading that. And you guys have a really good weekend, and I'll see you guys on Monday. Yeah, you too. Right. See you guys. See you guys. Well, as is often the case, there was a point I wanted to make during the show, but forgot and let it slip. Anyway, I had such a good time uh, listening to Sam and Bahe. But my point is this. The Chiefs can ban the headdresses and certain types of face painting from Arrowhead Stadium, but we all know the Chiefs fans are among the best travelers in the NFL. What's to stop those fans from wearing the stuff inside other team stadiums? I guess we'll find out. All right, let's uh, roll with the credits after our final show of the week. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gorian for joining me today and read their stuff and all of our stuff at KansasCity.com. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There's more than 50 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Well, here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, business, and local coverage with that edition. The details can be found at account dot kansascity.com slash subscribe that's account dot kansascity.com slash subscribe and whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best news and sports coverage in kansas city 
and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on Monday with a new episode.